See, what we've done, as impactful, influential, foundational to our, our existence in the natural sense, are the spiritual laws of God. We look around the world and we see people, even in our own families, our friends, that do not have a respect and a regard for the laws of God, for the spiritual laws of God, the law of sin and death. But we see people with no regard or reference to God making decisions. And the fruit of those decisions are things that happened that are godless. And then what happens normally is that the person making those decisions without regard or reference to God, without honoring God, without thanking God, turns out very bad for them. And then what do they do? They raise their hand and they blame God. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? The Bible says in Proverbs 26, 11, as a dog returns to its vomit, so a fool repeats his foolishness. When we're living in sin, we continually go back to the things that hurt us and break us. We continually walk off the cliff of sin and bad choices without reference to God, without reference to his son, without reference to the Holy Spirit. And we find ourselves in a broken, crushed, devastated way. But yet through the mercy of God, God God enables us to get up and we do it again. And what's insanity? Continuing to do the same thing over and over and over again and expecting a different result. The law of sin and death is that we do not have the capacity or the ability to make things right on our own. We need a savior. Greatest thing that anybody can say is that I'm a lost, blind sinner And I need Jesus to be my Savior. In reality, we can't manage our own lives. The Bible says the heart is deceitful. It's wicked. Who can even know it? When you lay your head down on the pillow, do you really know the intent and the obsessions of your own heart? No. What happens is we entertain thoughts and emotions that are without reference to God, without regard to God. Do we do not bring God into many thoughts that we muse over and meditate? We do not bring God into the emotions of our heart and the affections of our heart. And then we wonder where God is. Mm. David said, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his name. Amen? What's your soul, your mind, your will, and your emotions? problem with us is that we have lived a life that has been trained towards our sinful nature, trained in the thoughts and emotions of this world, trained in the thoughts and emotions of the lust of the flesh, the pride of life, trained in the emotions that are geared uh, towards this world. And what God wants to do is pardon us But then also, he wants to empower us, right? You see, it's not just good enough that you get a ticket, right? Ticket of salvation, Eric. Meet up at the pearly gates. We'll see you there. God desires to stir within us a new set of practices 
a new set of rituals, a new liturgy in our lives, a rhythm that embraces the power and wonder of God on a daily basis, moment by moment by moment. Amen? Amen. Moment by moment. I want you to think about many decisions that you might have made without regard or without reference towards the Holy Spirit and what he desires for your life. Most days I ask God, God, do I trust you? Because some days I don't know. His spirit communes with my spirit, and he tells me I am his child. And when I know that I'm his child, I know that he's got me. When I have doubts, when I have fears, when I have anxieties, I know that he's my comforter and my counselor. Amen? The spirit of truth that comes to your life reveals things that you need to know that you don't know. And we begin to train ourselves in godliness. Amen? Amen. Now, there's a lot of wacky people in here that, you know, do walking and all this exercise stuff and all this nonsense, you know, trying to be like Charles Atlas or something over here, you know. It's all good. Keep doing that, okay? But the Bible says, train yourself in godliness. Godliness with contentment is great gain. Here's the thing. When you go exercise naturally, do you normally, like, yay, I go to sweat and run and give my body so much pain that I love it. Yay. Some people do because they look towards the outcome. But see, with the believer, with the Christian, when we train ourselves in godliness, we have this awesome, awesome realization that our faith is growing Right? That we have this confidence that will get us through hard times. We will endure until the end because God has been training us. He's been changing the practices of our lives. If you turn to John, 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4, it reads this about, about sin. 1 John chapter 3 and verse 4. And we'll have it up on the screen here in a second or two. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. What's lawlessness? Sin. Lawlessness is the fact that you have no regard for the law. You have no regard for God. You have no regard for his character. You have no regard for his nature. You don't care if your life honors God or Uh, shows him respect or dignity. You don't care if people look at your life and see that you are godless. You don't care. Because all you're interested in is this practice of sinning. Everyone who makes a practice or a habitual practice of sinning is lawlessness. Let's let's turn over there. 1 John chapter 3. And let's read this because this is really, really good stuff. 1 John chapter 3. And it says this. See what kind of love, verse 1, see what kind of love the Father has given to us that we should be called children of God, and so we are. The reason why the world does not know us is that it did not know him. 
Beloved, we are God's children now, and what we will be has not yet appeared. But we know that when he appears, we shall be like him, because we shall see him as he is. And everyone who thus hopes in him purifies himself as he is pure. Everyone who makes a practice of sinning also practices lawlessness. Sin is lawlessness. You know that he appeared to take away our sins, and in him there is no sin. No one who abides in him keeps on sinning. No one keeps on sinning. No one who keeps on sinning has either seen him or known him. Little children, let no one deceive you. Whoever practices righteousness is righteous as he is righteous. Whoever makes a practice of sinning is of the devil. For the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the works of the devil. Jesus Christ has appeared and has died. He was buried, risen again, ascended into heaven, glorified, sent the, sent the promise of the Father, the Holy Spirit to come into us, is that the, is that the work of the devil will be destroyed in our, in our lives. And what that is, is the continual practice of sin in our hearts and in our lives. I'm not much of a farmer, but I know like when I go to the store and buy like tomato seeds and I dig up a ground and I put those seeds into the ground, I know and have the assurance and confidence that tomatoes will come up out of those ground, that ground. Amen. Here it is. When you're born of God, when the seed of God has been placed in your heart, there is no other outcome but the fruit of your lives being righteousness unto God. Amen? Wow. He's changed us, hasn't he, people? What we once walked in and what we once loved, now we despise because our very nature has been changed. The Bible says that a seed, unless it dies and is buried in the ground, will not bring forth the fruit of that tree. See, we believe in the Burial, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. In your spiritual formation sheets, as you read this week, Romans chapter 6 talks about being baptized into his death, burial, and into his very resurrection. But the problem with many, many Christians is that they're still buried under the weight of sin and shame and guilt They've never, never experienced the resurrection life of, of God because everything that God gives to us is based on faith. The Bible says that he who knows what to do and doesn't do it, to him it is sin. Whoa. So we respond to God by faith, by just asking him, God, I come to you now. I ask you to cause me to be born again unto the unto you, born from above. Let the seed of God be planted in my heart and in my life. And as I read the word of God, that seed grows and there's fruit. Amen? Um, when I was with uh, my, my in-laws, my father is into agriculture. My, my, uh, my dad, my step, not my stepdad, Steph's dad. I call him dad. My dad. Uh, we went and bought a spruce tree about that big. And then we had to, we had to like, d- dig out uh, a hole. Zachy was helping me. And he had the hole 
the big thing like this, and he was going down into the ground. He didn't care if anybody's head was around or whatever. I mean, I almost got killed. I was like, Zach, that was like an inch from my head. Be careful. You know, and he's going down. So we dug a big hole. We took out the, uh, the tree from its pot, and we put it into the ground. And then we put the peat moss in, we put the manure, and we put the dirt. And we watered it. And guess what? That spruce tree is going to grow because its roots will go down into the ground. Amen? It'll go down into the ground. See, listen, we have to look at our fruit, but then we have to even go deeper and understand our roots, right? Where are you rooted? What's your life rooted in? Is it rooted in your past experiences? Is it rooted in maybe what people have said about you? Is it rooted in your brokenness even now? Our life in Christ is rooted and grounded in the person and work of Jesus Christ and what he thinks of you right now. Isn't that awesome? So everything we do is based on his say-so and his did-so. Amen? What he did 2,000 years ago and what he says about your life right now. It's not based on my feelings. It's not based on my past experiences. It's not based on the fact that Satan is the accuser and he'll accuse you of stuff. He'll send friends to your, to your life to bring negativity and things of, of all this stuff against you. It's based on what Christ says about your life. So the Bible says here is we purify ourselves as he is pure. Everything that he is, he desires to give to us. Amen? So here's, here's the thing. He has given us righteousness. All we have to do now is walk in it and begin to, begin to practice the righteousness of God. Right choiceness, right? We have, the, we have the standing of righteousness in our heart. When God looks at us, we are righteous. Now, we walk as the status of our lives in the righteousness of God, practicing the righteousness of God, training in the righteousness of God, creating practices, rituals, and rhythms that help us grow in the nature and the character of God, in the love of God. That's why we gather here. This is a ritual, isn't it? We come here Sunday mornings, not because you're trying to work your way to heaven. If it is, don't ever come back. Amen? Get saved. You don't come here to get, 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 get to heaven. You come here because you love the Lord Jesus Christ and you love the people of God. And God has cemented you into this family to be used of God. So, many of you have practices and rituals of your old nature that you have to get rid of. Unforgiveness, slander, bitterness, resentment, lust, pride arrogance. Amen? All these things that we need to die to the flesh and begin practicing this, this new type of living. Rituals, practices, and rhythms that allow us to grow in the grace of God. We start by number one. If you know, if you have a knowledge of known sin in your life, stop it now. Amen? You don't have to think about it. You just stop it. You do whatever you can to get out of it. You tell somebody. You come to prayer with people. You do what David did. 
confess your sins and we confess our faults one to another and we line up with the word of God and then we say, all right, God, I'm ready. Amen. Secondly, give thanks to God. The Bible says in everything, give thanks to God. In every situation and circumstances you are in right now, give thanks to God because God is in it for your good and for his glory. Give him thanks. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Greatest time of experiences of God in your life might be the most horrendous times of circumstances and situations in your life. It's going to be unbelievable as you praise him and as you give him thanks and as you give him glory. And then we get around other believers and other Christians, right? We share our grace stories and we tell Tell other people about the wonder of the grace of God, what you, what you were, but how God has taken you now and is molding you and shaping you to experience this wonderful, wonderful grace of God. The law of God is there to point us to Christ. It reveals the character of God. It reveals the nature of God. And it's always pricking you. It's always telling you, you can't do it on your own. You can't measure up. You need a Savior. Amen? The sin question has been taken care of, right? The Bible says that if we sin, he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness as we confess our sins before him. There's a cleansing that you can experience now that when you walk out of here, there'll be a peace in your life that you'll never, ever experience before. The peace of God. And here's the thing. Let's walk and practice and walk in the rhythm of the peace of God. If you don't have peace in your life, you have, you're, there's an areas in your heart and life where you have no regard for God and God is not in reference to your life. You understand? If there's no peace, it won't be money, it won't be a new circumstance, it won't be a new girlfriend, it won't be a new car. It'll be Christ that will answer that call. And give you peace. Amen. The peace of God that passeth all understanding. Mounts guard over your heart and, mind, heart and mind. If you're not in peace today. It's because you live a godless lawless life. And yeah you know what. You could be a Christian. Lawlessness is just doing things without regard. To the character and nature of God. Look at Cain. Cain knew what he was doing. He came to God on his own terms. Killed his brother. But God still had a sense to mark him and not allow him to die. Cain knew that he would, his offering was slack. His offering was not from his heart. And God always wants to get to the heart issues. Amen? So as we offer God our heart, he's going to pinpoint various areas in which you're going to give up that area to, of life to God. And God will give you himself. Amen? Isn't that awesome? So practice makes perfect. Amen? No, it doesn't. Jesus makes perfect. Amen? Amen? Jesus makes everything perfect. The perfect, sinless Lamb of God that died for us is now dwelling within us, perfecting us, making us what we ought to be in God. As we begin this new rhythm and rituals and practices of walking in righteousness, 
Colossians chapter 3, which is in your spiritual formation sheet, speaks about putting to death stuff. Putting off the old nature and putting on the new. Amen? Let's do it with his grace and by his power and with his mercy. Godless is a funny thing. When we think of someone that's godless, we think of like a rapist or a murderer or a terrorist. Isn't that true? Do you know what godless really is? Someone that does not acknowledge God for who he is and does not obey him. There's been times in my life when I did not acknowledge God for what he was and what he said he is. And I've been godless. Godless. Less of God. When you are godless, you have less of God and more of yourself. Amen? John the Baptist said, hey, I got to decrease because he must increase. Guys, the big idea of this message today is do everything in reference to God, in regard to God. Allow the Holy Spirit to come into your your life in a greater way. Allow him to get a training uh, regiment for your life that you might walk in the righteousness of God. If you're sinning today, stop it now. Just stop it. You're not obligated to pay that debt. Christ paid it. Amen? So just stop it. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for life today. We thank you, Lord, that when you look at us, you don't see the mess that we might see, but you see a righteousness that has been clothed on us because we put our faith and trust in you. We are in Christ, and you see the righteousness of God, and you accept us. And we all, God, we say thank you for that. We love you, God. We love your presence. We love your word. We do fail. We do sin. And when we do, we confess it and we're cleansed of it. And we're washed anew by the power and the presence of God. So, Lord, all of us today, let us begin a new regiment of practicing this awesome, awesome life of God within us. The righteousness of God living your life in us. For all eternity. And we give you all the praise and all the glory. In the wonderful name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Praise God.